Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Wanted to get on to other messaging, and Mike Schreiner is a leader of the Green Party. He wanted to weigh in because when Doug Ford has come out with these stickers at gas pumps under penalty of fines up to $10,000 at the outside, uh, and even the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, our friend Rocco Rossi, stated on this show not long ago, he thinks it's wrong because it's just another hurdle put up uh, against business here in the province of Ontario. Mike Schreiner's complaint has to do with the messaging itself. The federal carbon tax will cost you, uh, is the well-known sticker from the government. Uh, Schreiner and the Greens have come back with their own response. Let's find out all about it. Mike Schreiner has joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mike, good to have you back on board. Hi there. Hey, John. It's a pleasure to be on. And just so you know, I, I share uh, Rocco Rossi's concern as well. We live in a free country that uh, with free enterprise, and uh, the have government mandate a sticker that essentially drives their politically partisan message and then threaten businesses with a $10,000 fine if they don't put it up. Um, I think it's just wrong on principle, regardless of what the message is. Well, all right, but you went so far as to suggest that the uh, Premier is on the wrong side of history. Absolutely. Absolutely, John. So you know what? The Green Party, we've put out uh, another sticker, um, making it freely available, totally voluntary. You know, if you want to take us up on it, you're more than welcome to. Let us know. That talks about the cost of climate change, because the Premier sticker only tells half the story. Here's the bottom line is, is, is by 2050, if we stay on business as usual, Climate change is going to be costing us around $91 billion a year, and we're already feeling the effects right now. I mean, last year alone, uh, insurable losses due to extreme weather events in Ontario, $1.3 billion. A single day last August in Toronto, the day we had those big floods, $80 million worth of damage in three hours to our infrastructure. All right, but let me just stop you there, Mike, because when you say he's on the wrong side of history, where he says the federal carbon tax will cost you, that's on his stickers, mm-hmm. yours are going to say climate change will cost us more in that's response. Right. But see, his is a known fixed cost, and yours is an article of faith or speculative. <laughs> well, you know what, John? The economists and scientists have given us the modeling that projects this, but I can also... Yeah, but models have been wrong in the past, haven't they, Mike? No, they actually... You know what, John? The modeling that said that we were going to be experiencing extreme weather events, extreme flooding, is actually coming true. We're having 100-year storms now almost every year. What happened to the hockey stick model of climate change, though? That's been widely discredited. No, it hasn't, John. The, The hockey stick model of emissions going way up has been, like... Document. Well, and temperature is following uh, in in tow, and uh, what are yeah. we supposed to hit? Uh, Six point three degrees, I guess, by the end of the century. We're totally online for that right now, John. Mm. And you know, here's the bottom line: is is it's already costing us. You know, um, uh, the last five years from twenty or say from twenty ten to twenty fifteen, the amount of money we put out across the country to address emergency natural disasters, we spent more in that five years than the previous thirty nine years combined. 
we're, the Insurance Bureau of Canada is, is putting out warnings saying that we not, may not even be able to insure a number of homes in Canada now in floodplains that just even 10 years ago we weren't worried about insuring. Well, some of that has to do with infrastructure as well, doesn't it? Well, it does have to do with infrastructure which as well, which unfortunately, you know, the Ford government has been uh, uh, basically rolling back or proposing to roll back environmental protections for things like flood prevention. They've cut conservation authorities' budgets in half. They eliminated the tree planting program. Those are two programs that are essential in helping prevent flooding. They now have introduced a bill today that looks like it's going to be opening environmentally sensitive areas up to development. And, you know, all the experts are telling us if we continue to build in sensitive areas over wetlands, in floodlands, we prevent the Earth's natural ability to absorb excess water, which is costing us more now in infrastructure costs. Well, I've got to say, you know, uh, in a lot of cases, we just talked about this yesterday, up there in Muskoka with the flooding, uh, the Liberals really dropped the ball or punted this uh, forward by like five years where they didn't really do anything uh, with the water management system. Am I wrong about that? You're absolutely right about that, John. I won't I won't argue with you on that one. Okay, but let me ask you, Mike, because, uh, you know, I'm tight on time here as usual. When you've got uh, the Conservatives saying they have an alternate carbon plan, uh, you know, that has obviated this carbon tax thing, uh, why are you not optimistic that their plan is going to work just as well as any other carbon tax thing? Because, in in effect, when I've got the Environment Minister on, Mr. Phillips, he's saying, well, we're 22% of the 30% that was asked for to uh, meet the threshold set in Paris... Uh, the the 30% reduction from 2005 levels of emissions, they've already uh, reduced by 22%. Now, I know some of that was the closing of the coal-fired plants, but uh, we're more than halfway home or we're two-thirds of the way home. Why aren't you optimistic that they can fulfill the mandate? Well, first of all, John, it was the Liberal government's coal phase-out that delivered that, and the Conservatives opposed it every step of the way. But more importantly, I've yet to see an independent expert, including Conservatives like Mark Cameron, who used to be Stephen, one of Stephen Harper's policy advisors, say that there is no way the Conservatives' environment plan is going to meet the targets or the objectives. And more importantly, you know, it's, it's, it's about what type of future are we going to leave our children? You know, there will be hundreds of thousands of young people uh, once again tomorrow saying, you know what, we want a livable future. We want our political leaders to take leadership on this issue. And I think we have a moral obligation. The conservatives talk a lot about not leaving a debt burden on our children. And from a financial perspective, I agree with them on that. But we can't leave an environmental debt on, on them either. Well, you know, and the other part, uh, when it comes to this carbon tax that they're fighting, uh, the the liberals are uh, selling this as a family of four would get a rebate of $307. Uh, what about the hidden costs? Could you speak to that? I mean, all the rules and regulations that are also being placed upon businesses, burdensome uh, things that will raise the costs of a lot of things across the board. Is that the dirty secret behind this carbon tax? Well, John, the reason I personally prefer uh, putting a price on pollution is you avoid those high regulatory costs and you let the market determine things. Put a price on something you don't want, that creates the market incentives that allow businesses and individuals to decide the best way that they can lower their tax burden, which, by the way, then reduces the amount of pollution. And if you return the money back in a revenue-neutral program so it doesn't go to government, then that puts money in families' pockets to decide how they best can uh, lower their carbon footprint. So to me, it's a very market-friendly solution, which is why you know conservatives like Preston Manning, for example, have been supporting this approach. Well, where's the disincentive? 
if you're getting money back in return, uh, why would you alter your behavior? And that's the whole point and purpose of a tax, right? Yeah. It's coercive to a certain extent. Absolutely. It's economics 101, John. If you um, raise the price on something, people will buy less of it. And, and putting money in people's pockets, the, the less you buy things that have pollution in them, the more money you're going to save. So it actually creates a double reinforcing incentive to lower your carbon footprint and also putting money in people's pockets. I mean, you know, let's face it, it helps people with the transition to a low carbon economy because it is true that the price of goods and services will go up and helping people manage that in their family budgets, I think the responsible and appropriate way to go about it. So Mike, if I take fewer trips and I don't get into the car to go out dinner and uh, entertainment and everything because I don't want to burn fossil fuels, how does that help the economy? Well, I tell you what, John, what I would do is I'd either get in your electric vehicle, which is one-fifth the cost to operate as a gasoline-powered vehicle, or I'd hop on transit, or, you know, maybe you want to stroll down the block and Mm. and support a local restaurant, and all of that helps the economy. Okay. Uh, Yeah, even if I wanted to get out of Dodge on occasion, uh, I might be loathe to do that. We'll let it go. Mike, always nice to have you drop by. Thanks for your time. Hey, it's a pleasure, John. You have a great day. And you, Mike Schreiner, is the leader of the Green Party of Ontario and the MP for Guelph. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.